Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backward. With Rick and Rick and Will and Zemma. Oh, yes. Hello and welcome to Ten Backward, a Star Trek podcast based in the UK, featuring myself, Will Turland, a lady sitting to the right of me, Gemma Turland. Hello. A man who is over the internet, Rick Everson. Hello. And a second man who is also over the internet, Rick Palmer. <laughs> Hello. Um, and much like our previous. <laughs> Much like our previous episode, we've literally all just finished watching uh, Star Trek Picard, episode mm-hmm. two, well, and we're going to immediately sponge out all of our thoughts ouch. all over the all over the all recording, over brain, and then, and then put it together in a sort of haphazard, um, <sighs> ill thought out episode. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> your job to put it together. That's true. So, haphazardly and ill thought out. Yeah. Yeah. I um although I have to I have to admit to listeners that I actually did watch it yesterday. You did and then also today. Sausage. Well I just a few I so you've seen... got you you've managed to concrete your thoughts. Mm. Yes, you'll, you'll have the most coherent thoughts <laughs> and the most intelligent <laughs> We're relying on you, Will. Don't you set your expectations too high on um I might have coherent thoughts, but but vocalizing them is another story. <laughs> That's why I'm a podcaster. <laughs> What better medium? <laughs> um, so, what what did everyone think of episode two? I right? flipping loved it. Yeah, it was splendid. Yes. Yeah. I, does anyone else remember? I I feel like um, because Romulan housekeeper lady is more Irish in this episode than the previous. Oh one. no. She was pretty Irish in the last one. She was okay. I think she was absolutely cheeky feckers. Oh, God. Cheeky feckers. Cheeky feckers. You told me there was only one F bomb in this episode. I, I, when I first watched it, I wasn't sure whether she'd said feckers or not. No. And I kind of couldn't believe that she had, so I just assumed that she hadn't. <laughs> And then watching it again, I was like, oh, she really did say feckers. <laughs> wow. Cheeky feckers. So on, so on Romulus, there was a island, basically. Apparently. It, it would appear so, it, unless she kind of, I don't know, just sort of a, a, appropriated that. <laughs> that or, um, or, I mean, uh, maybe, maybe the Universal Translator just describes various regional accents to people ooh. almost on a whim. Maybe yeah. Like maybe you can yeah. choose. Maybe you can choose one. Yes. Although normally they are just speaking. Well, I guess I don't know. I I like to think that um, maybe she because there is a space Scotland, isn't there? There is a so space she, Scotland. She, she <laughs> but, space island. But I was <laughs> going to say maybe that they can't be using the um, the universal translator because in the previous episode, at one point. Picard spoke French. Ah, but he only spoke it to his dog. <laughs> and his dog is like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> his French accent is lousy. <laughs> I'm a dog. I'm a dog. Ironically, the dog is Irish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but yeah, um, I also really liked this episode. I felt that in, in this this one, like I, I really enjoyed episode one, but I had some nitpicks and I felt like it was maybe still finding its feet. But then this one, mm. I was, it, it just had me. I was, mm. I was fully in. And yeah. I, um, yeah, I loved it. You also ironed out one of your nitpicks, which was how uh, it was uh, the explosion at the end of the first episode. How did no one... Well, not how did no yeah. one notice it, but how did they cover it up? And it, and it showed how they covered it up. Yes. Well, in, yeah. a, in a way. They they at least revisited that plot point. And they did. looked over some footage. and I, Yeah, I, 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 I liked that. That that made me feel better about that nitpick <laughs> from the first one. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, I was watching this. I kind of had this impression that compared to last week, I thought Picard seemed younger. It's like he's, yeah. he has this little realization, and he's sort of ready to get back into action. And he just seemed to carry himself a little bit straighter, a little stand a little bit taller. There was, yeah, but there was that scene where he called for the shit, where he got his his badge out, mm. and he was standing in the door. Yeah. He looked quite old and crumpled then. I thought. Do you think so? Yeah. I mean, I I heard that they cut out a scene where Picard takes a like a five minute wee. Like, <laughs> this isn't working. But, you know, but it boosted, it made the length of the episode good. I mean, it took it up to 50 minutes. But, <laughs> but yeah. But no, I, and also, I think I think perhaps this is episode two, isn't it? So I guess mm, I, yeah. I guess at this point, Picard's slightly more into the into the story. So he's, yeah. I think you're right, Rick. He's, he's energized at this point, isn't yeah. he? So he's kind of, yeah. he's yeah. kind of, um, I think it was a very subtle like thing. So it was it was a nice touch in uh, Stuart's performance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's kind of he's re-entered re-entered society in a way. He he sort of sequestered himself away in his vineyard. I think in this episode he's called the Hermit of Barre or somewhere. Le Bar. Yeah, Le Bar. Yeah. That's it. So he's he's like he's known as almost as a sort of hermit-like character. And by episode two, he's sort of coming out yeah. of that situation and getting back. He wants to get back into space. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Right, because that yeah, that that the angry admiral at the end said, "Why don't you do what you do best, Picard, and go home?" This is no longer your house, Jean-Luc. So do what you're good at. Go home. Do some diplomacy. Do some diplomacy. Yeah, (laughs) suggesting he's really great at going home. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm brilliant at going home." home (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, do it almost every day from work. Probably is what I do best, actually. It never fails. Why don't you do what you do best and grow wine and then investigate a mystery? Oh, wait, you are. Oh, wait. It's <laughs> PR. Shall we talk a bit about his visit to Starfleet headquarters? Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that was something. That was quite, I love the use of the, um, the TNG theme music and, mm. and the original mm. series fanfare when he steps through the transporter gate and uh, he looks up at the headquarters and it's sort of, yeah, you can see it, it's sort of like, oh, I'm back, I'm back at Starfleet and the Star Trek music's going. Um, that's sort yeah. of like, oh. um, which is kind of nicely contrasted by the utter disappointment he has mm. uh, after his meeting, I think. Yeah, and of course we, we see a holographic um, Enterprise D. Enterprise, well, which two, we see MD. two holographic Enterprises. Yeah. Enterprise. Yeah. 
but um but again yeah that 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 sort of feels i think that that was deliberate that's meant to uh to um activate our nostalgia nodes mm. and make us think yeah that we're sort of going back into um tng territory and he's going to get a ship and and head off and 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 the fact that that does that isn't what what happens mm. is um is great yeah yeah and because he gets to get morally angry with the admiral yeah which yeah. Is, this is classic picard this is what, I mean, it's, this is what we all signed up to see yeah and it's 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 classic tng in a way because um you know we're sort of 10 minutes or so in and he's having a meeting which is exactly yes, what exactly. they were doing that's, that's why he felt comfortable what oh i'm having a meeting uh, again yeah I'm sitting round a table. But I thought it was a bit, I didn't like it that they stood up. I just thought, I don't think they do that. <laughs> <laughs> they just sit down and frown. I'm joking. I thought it was cool that they stood up. Uh, it's, it's quite good that his uh, interview last week has come, come back to bite him on the ass there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, because, I, Gemma, um, you had a nitpick last week that it felt a bit too easy for Picard like everyone believed yes. him yeah and well, I he believed Daj and then the the, the AI yeah. woman believed him that did not happen in this no, episode that's it there were a lot of sort of obediences in mm, last week's episode whereas so. in this one he's now come across come up against a barrier mm. and I, I really like the bit where he's like He's like, oh yeah, and if you could just give me a ship, and I don't, if you have to bust me down to captain, mm-hmm. I, I don't mind being, I don't mind being that. I'll just be a old Captain Picard again, and that's fine. And she's sheer fucking hubris. <laughs> <laughs> and she really delivered that line well. Oh, beautifully. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sheer fucking hubris. Yes. And um, yeah, Picard is, uh, and request denied. Yeah. Yeah. And, and kind of rightfully so, I would say. Yeah, you can't, you yeah. can't just turn up and say, I, I've, I've uncovered a mystery and I, I need a ship. And uh, it's, about all the bad things I don't mind being captain. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 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 I was, the callbacks to some original movies were kind of there because his quest is very, there's almost, there's like echoes of Spock's, um, of Kirk's quest to retrieve Spock yeah. in three. Mm. There. You know, if there's some essence of my my deceased former crew member, my friend, I have to go, I need a ship. So it's kind I mean, of reminded me of that yeah. Star Trek 3 moment where Kirk's talking to Admiral. And then and that's where they would done... have... Sorry, Rick. But that's where they would have gone if Nemesis had done well, right? Mm, Nemesis had been imagine. success. I think that was what they were going to do next. Like, yeah. they, had, right. they had that idea. But... Yeah. The but... data. And I think the suggestion of um, I want a ship and you bust me down to captain is a bit of an echo of Kirk and Four, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, and it's a little answer, like we know we know that actually what you all want is him to get a ship and to be busted down to captain and everything. But we're not going to play it like that. But there's that little tease which is going to dangle out in front of you. Yeah, and I, I, um, but I, I think if that we we'd be here now moaning about how it's like oh how predictable. The same yeah. Why yeah, would they give him yeah. a ship? Mm. And, and 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 that isn't what we're moaning. Oh, we're not moaning is, about anything. No. No, they... this is best storytelling. Yes. Well, this was always no. It was never going to be TNG Part Two, was it? Mm. Yeah. But it, it was quite a nice little nod at that sort of that notion. The way they did that, mm. I thought. So I'm not disappointed it didn't go that way, and I'm quite I'm kind of amused by the uh, suggestion in a way. Yeah. 
And it's just, you know, it made for good drama as well. He has a, a realistic barrier against uh, what he needs to do next, which is get into space and carry on being a space detective and uncover yeah. this mystery. And right? he gets to put together a motley crew of Nerdwell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ragtag bunches, space desperados. Yay! <laughs> I, what did you guys think of the a bit where we get we get a bit of a name check of um um uh wharf uh laforge yes. um who Riker. else get Riker and Riker Wharf Geordie yeah mm. and Picard and Picard says I thought about that and they I they would do it they would they would come with me but I didn't don't want to drag them into this mm. I don't want to sort of risk anyone else and I I I quite liked that. I thought, yeah, that was making statement for the series, wasn't it? it yeah, I think so. But, it, but also, but it, it, it felt believable to his character that mm. he, a, he doesn't want anyone else to get killed like Data did. Yeah, and b, he, you know, they they've all got their own careers and and um, lives now, and he doesn't want to drag them into something which he knows would would kind of mm. jeopardize yeah. that. And I thought, and I, yeah, okay, it's it's really it's kind of a it's kind of the series saying we're not going to get the old gang back together, <laughs> but I, but I I like the justification for it. I yeah. thought yeah that 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 works for me. It's quite. I mean I, I think they will. I mean I think they will. They will bring in because we know Riker and Troy are going to be in it. Yeah. Yeah, but they're not. Yeah. I don't. I don't. They're not going to be in it. Are they? They're not going yeah. off. But what I mean is, I think that they'll. I, I do think that they will have that element of fan service in that they won't. Oh. Ignore that these characters are out. I think we will see that yeah. there's, there's always a potential to see those characters. It just it won't be, they won't play the major part in it. They won't be kind of supporting characters as we knew them. Yeah. Like, I also feel yeah. like it's an interesting contrast to um, All Good Things when Agent yeah. Card, when faced with a mm. mystery, literally does gather his whole crew back together. Yeah. yeah. And they all do do it. Cause, and, and of course, they're in, in that situation, they all think. Ah, oh, it's the aromatic syndrome. We don't think, but out of loyalty, they do all go and they do all put themselves in danger out of loyalty and against common sense in that situation. So, in a way, he's completely right. So, does he have memory of that? Um, yes. Yeah. yeah he's, he's the only one who experienced it, but at the end of all good things, he says to the rest of the crew, "Oh, Q sent me on three time periods, and I saw you in the future." And, so and they're like, okay. Uh, yeah, whatever, but, Picard. <laughs> but do you think he has memory of that? He, sorry, do you think that he that's weighing on him Maybe. slightly? And of course, they speaking of the syndrome. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Is this because it they, they it's his parietal lobe that's mm. an issue, isn't it? Yeah. And, and um, yeah, I I I thought yeah, that's the same. That's the same issue that they took mm. they, that same health issue that they bring up in all good things i'm sure that was a i'm sure it was a direct reference because he's actually actually says to um his doctor i was told a long time ago it might be something that would cause a problem mm. yeah uh, and that is literally what happens in all good things isn't it mm. yes because they, as in the future but in the present timeline crusher checks him based on what he's told her about the future and finds um genetic defect in the parietal lobe that oh, would lead to yeah. aromatic syndrome. Yeah. So there's that warning, essentially. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. 
Um, speaking of the good doctor, uh, she was not listed. No. And who who no. else thought that she said Beverly? He said Beverly when he he um when he hit his on yeah his, on his telephone on his telephone combat. Not me. I thought he said Beverly, but Will says not. First no. time I watched it, I thought he said Beverly, and then this time I didn't think. <laughs> Raffi, it's Jean Luc. Please don't hang up. I need your help. No, no. I, I didn't hear Beverly. It was oh, it, yeah, it was Rafiki, I think. Um, uh, if. If anyone's been reading the uh, prequel comic, I think the last def- issue came out this week. Um, that the character he sees at the end, she is a character in that. So the name kind of registered with me because I've been reading the comic. Uh, okay. Um, although I do, I do think one of our patrons is going to be very, very upset that um, Crusher did not get a mention. In that um, yes. Yeah, I think so. She could, she could still turn up. I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful. Yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, I mean, she's there's no reason pretty, that she shouldn't. It's just no, she's it, a pretty be, massive person in his life. Isn't it'd she? be yeah. cool if they'd held back that reveal, and it was going to be a surprise. Yeah. It is. She is a bit conspicuous by her absence. Yes, but so. yeah, uh, we'll it kind see. of feels like they've almost deliberately gone out of the way which makes me think they are building to a surprise but then i don't want to get my hopes up no no i don't yeah i need to keep my excitement levels because i'll yeah otherwise yeah. i'll be gutted if that doesn't work mm. so it's, it's a difficult one now because especially with these sorts of projects these days secrecy is so paramount they literally yeah. force actors to go out and actually you know, just tell lies about their their doings and their whereabouts yeah then you, then you start looking at all statements from any actor with a bit with an air of mistrust Oh, but but we really not called. Are you really not. Called? Are you <laughs> yeah. trying to throw us off the scent? You know, did they, did they slip Data and Riker and everyone into the trailers because they're going to shape say this surprise for the end? Um, Guys, to, um, just to wind <laughs> just to wind it back to the start. Um, this episode opens with the attack on Utopia Prometheus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, I, I I thought was a great sequence. It was. Yeah. It was yeah, great. It was, it was a great shot where you kind of see a load of starships, which is you know love, always awesome to see them kind of dive down into into Mars, and then it's um, first contact. So. Yeah. 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 I'm sure that's. I'm sure that sequence is full of Easter eggs, but we get to see a little bit of the of the um, of that attack. I mean, it seems like basically a a, a synth. Called F eight, fate. I guess fate. Yeah, um, I didn't pick up. Yeah, nice. Turns off the, the planetary defense system. Mm-hmm. He he. That, but is that the sorry, sorry? But is is that is that what's used to shoot down sort of rogue asteroids and stuff, or is that actually to defend Mars from attack? Because I I, I, I didn't. Both. I, it was pretty. It was it was pretty. It, the, it it covered all of Mars, didn't it? So you'd think it mm. would be. Yeah, true. Is, it, awesome. is Mars to protect like Earth from asteroids? From was it? Is it Saturn or Jupiter that takes? I think it's all the Jupiter hits? that takes all the hits. Well, there, there was there yeah. is an asteroid beam that we see in Enterprise. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Mars, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but I just I, I hadn't um, I hadn't realised that it could be used for both, couldn't it? Do you think? Do you think it's a relatively recent addition to Mars then? Because I I don't remember that being mentioned. I, 
that that sort of grid of of satellites that can defend Mars. I, I mean, I'm but not. It's a it's a minor point. I'm just, I'm just curious. Because yeah, just... we haven't seen Mars. No, really we never in, have. In... And it, it, it's referenced all through Next Gen that Mars is where the main shipbuilding is. Then it would be pretty well defended. You would be very daft not to protect that, I think. Do you do you guys think I I thought that when F eight uh, was at that computer terminal, it looked like he received some kind of signal. Yeah, and his, he was his eyes changed colour and turned into kind of data eyes mm. before he went bad. And I yeah, I interpreted that as he's it's like he's had a sick, like we've seen a few episodes of TNG where data can kind of be triggered mm. um, and and kind of, yeah, like his, I don't know, some kind of protocol kicks in. And yeah, he... or he's, a virus has been downloaded. Yeah. I very much um, think we're heading to find that uh, the synth rebellion was externally motivated. Yeah, it, mm. was, not a, it was not a rebellion at all. No. It was Although a, we do see, yeah. We do see the poor old synth getting getting bullied, being yeah. treated mean by the Very mean, Starfleet guys. Yes. Mm. Well, only one, I think. Right? I think well, one, there's one yeah. that's there's one that's nice. There's one that's mean, and then there's one that's sort of yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but neutral in bullying. Bullying. Yeah. But it's yeah. Still, there was one that was all right. I think I I, I noticed I noticed that too. There's a line where it's saying they're not. They don't. They're, yeah, they're not people. Dude creeps me out. Hey, he can hear you. And you can't offend them. They're not people. And he called, I, them, I called them plastic people. Yeah. Something earlier on. But I, th I think we see we saw sort of similar things the way people thought about the emergency medical holograms. Yeah. In Voyager, yeah. you know, there's. There's still some question marks over the treatment of that, you know, when they decommissioned the Mark Ones and sent them to like mm -hmm. mine, mine dilithium on asteroids and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, you know, I guess it could still be going on. Yeah, but yeah, well, we we see it is because um, there's holographic workers in the um, archives, which we saw in the first episode. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so, that's the Federation for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah they they literally build build their own slaves. The holographic, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's weird to see that. Like, it's this this series seems to be a very much a, a jumping off point from uh, the measure of a man. Mm. Well, I, I happened to very... watch, watch Measure of Man of, of a Man the other day, and they, they were making the moral arguments about if you duplicate data, imagine like an army of datas, you know, being sent out to race. dangerous stuff. Yeah, you make a new race, but you're making it to go and do. The dirty work you don't want to mm. and that was very much a lot of that was one of the key arguments in it and i guess that they've essentially have they have ended up doing that yeah that's interesting um so you know it's not it's not a pretty picture of the federation when you look at it that way no um as a, as a really quick aside before i forget i really liked the uh effect the kind of laser effect it was like a sort of a laser oh, like yeah. a cutting tool it, was it a seemed like tool. rather yeah, than a gun yeah. and it kind of blasted three people yeah I don't know. I don't have a whole lot to say about <laughs> that, other than I just thought it was really cool. I agree with you. It was quite a, a more brutal and violent-looking impact and beam than yeah. Yeah. seen in a lot of other sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, because it seemed to go right through. Oh, it did. Person. It was quite quick, like, and mm. then you're, you're done. Yeah. 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 Uh, Mars is tough. 
Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of it. I can't think of any story that's been set on Mars where it's been like, hey, it's Mars. It's cool. Put loose and plenty free. Come to Mars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean the paradise, Mars? <laughs> Mars. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, so going back to the sort of murky federation, it, it feels like in this episode, uh, a lot of the, the sort of core of the, the, the story that's kind of unraveling in front of us is that there's a conspiracy mm. that runs, runs right to the top. <laughs> um, we find out that the Tal Shiar aren't the sneakiest uh, of the, of the <laughs> Romulan. Tal Shi, Tal Shi, what? Tal Shi, nah. Good. Because that's an even more super secret organization. Whose name escapes. Uh, that, uh, that, um, I had to admit that that made me yeah, chuckle. Thanks. That made me chuckle a little yeah. bit. That sort of, uh, uh, you think the Tal- well, the Tal-Shiara are just a secret police. Yeah. Beneath them, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was actually the real secret police. It's like um, it's like in the Prisoner when there was never numbers number um, who was it? There was the number. There was a, the number seven. No, there was a number that was always different all the time. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Was it number two? Number two, okay. I think that because the number two would be played by like a different actor. Yeah, each time. yeah, yeah. As if that person had died <laughs> since the last episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted them to say, yeah, the Tal Shiar, uh, the, the, uh, these new guys make the Tal Shiar look like, I don't know, like the regular police. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't say that because I guess it would have been sort of clunky. <laughs> That's what she was going for, though, wasn't it? Like, yeah, no, I, I, I agree, yeah. man. It, I, I mean, I don't it mind. I, I think it's cool, but it, it just made, it made me chuckle a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I kind of laughed at it, but I, but mm. I also liked it at the same time. I thought, okay, that, that's where we're going with this. Mm. Uh, uh, but I think it's going to be cool. Uh, section thirty-one. What about section seventy-five? That, yeah. that, that raised. A, that's a question. Like, where's section thirty-one in all this? Where are, well, yeah, exactly. Consumed by the Taoshi knot. <laughs> yeah. And uh, turned, yeah, to their own. Because we, we know that the, um, that the, they sort of, that the, the, I think they mentioned like the Klingons and the, the Federation and that, that, that it's quite far reaching. And you mm, could yeah. suppose, I suppose you could go on. Yeah, uh, that was a nice yeah. tension. Yeah, I want to see like the sort of Gorn secret police. <laughs> I don't think Gorn right. would do secret police. Would they they would. That's that's how they get you because you wouldn't <laughs> think that, would you? I just I, it's hard to imagine as like a space dinosaur being secretive. I mean, not, <laughs> yeah. no offense. Ah, uh, if we see an episode with a Gorn and it's it's got like a kind of an all star kind of detective hat and a <laughs> Mac and he's it's maybe smoking a cigar and a in a doorway and it's, it's in black and white then I, oh, that, I that is so cool wait a minute there was a oh, yeah. Whoopi, Gold, Whoopi Goldberg was in a film where she was like a detective partnered with a dinosaur that's right yeah what was it called the- Theodore Rex that's right yeah <laughs> um, I've never actually seen it I've and, and this is might come as a surprise I've heard it's not that great <laughs> it's not great but it's premise is I have seen it it's, it's not great but it's yeah. It's worth watching just for its its premise. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> ever think of it as Guinan and the Gorn. Oh, that would be so yeah. cool. That would be a nice reference. Oh, I, hope that, 
I hope that's the next Star Trek. Solving crimes. In a non-subtle way. Because he's a, one of them is a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Surely some dinosaurs were like sneaky and little. Yeah, like, yeah sure. fair enough. I'm, I'm not ragging on. I'm not ragging on dinosaur stealth, but just it's, it's just hard to imagine that a dinosaur like a gorn would worry about that. It would just. Yeah. There, there was yeah. that sneaky dinosaur. That, do you think he saw us? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, I hadn't realised my dad had managed to get up. <laughs> Podcast today must ah. must have hacked in. <laughs> <laughs> He's picked up the phone while we're on the dial-up. He did that. Well, he did that when well when we hosted a radio show. He genuinely did that. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, that really did happen. He, he did used to message us with, um, with like actual dad jokes. And we were you know, we were quite desperate for material, so we'd always read them. Out. <laughs> Anyway, I guess we've digressed a little. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed the sort of conspiracy yeah. thing. And I, I, I like that this is um, a, a Star Trek show where kind of like we're into episode two and there's some detective work and mm. and it, it doesn't, it, it feels different from a lot of other Star Trek that we've seen. And I, mm. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Absolutely mm. not. No. I think it's, a, it's, you know, if you're seeing new stories. In fact, really cool. as far as I'm concerned, I know that it is going to go off planet, but if it didn't go off planet, I wouldn't I wouldn't be bothered. Mm. I think I like this storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you say, I mean, I mean, as much as we say that Mars is, is a planet we haven't seen very much in Star Trek, mm. Earth is a planet we haven't seen very much yeah. in Star Trek. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And also... Um, civilians in in star trek we we haven't seen a whole lot of uh sort of civilian characters no. in star trek other than like cisco's dad yeah <laughs> nathan. Oh, nathan. nathan well you don't see much of nathan <coughs> True. um you you get to see scientists and ambassadors yeah but that's about it yeah and it, so it's not always clear to me whether they are sort of starfleet scientists mm. or um or, or or not, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know. It's just cool to see. Yeah, we're seeing civilians, with, and and that's something we've not really no. had much of a story around before. So that's pretty cool. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. Can we can we also talk about how uh, this episode is showing um, Starfleet and uh, the Federation up as the cold-hearted bastards? <laughs> I always knew they were. Yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't wait for the Federation to be shown up, could you? The Romulans were our enemies, and we tried to help them for as long as we could. But even before the synthetics attacked Mars, 14 species within the Federation said, cut the Romulans loose or we'll pull out. It was a choice between allowing the Federation to implode or letting the Romulans go. The Federation does not get to decide if a species lives or dies. Yes, we do. We absolutely do. I, but I like, I like that we get uh, at least um, a, a different angle on it. We, yeah. We, do, we sort of do hear from the Federation side of what the reasons were, you know, whether we agree with them or not. And they, they, you know, it's basically politics. It and is it felt, politics. Felt like, it felt realistic. You can um, see how... how ruthlessly practical those politics were you know mm. the the many as opposed to the few and hey they're not our friends anyway but if you're going to mm. if you hold yourselves up as 
this bastion of of uh, morality. Mm. You can't choose who you yeah. rescue. And that's basically what Picard says, doesn't yeah. he? You know, you, yeah. Yeah. But who were those fourteen members? Name and shame, mm. Michael. Name and shame. Yeah. <laughs> I bet it was. I bet it was the ruddy Vulcans. Yeah, I bet it was. Oh, the first on the list. What? Um. What about the Remans? They've they've not been mentioned they've in not, this, have they? No. That's a good point because I would imagine a supernova in the Roman system would have wiped out Remus as well. Yeah. Maybe they all just forgot about. Maybe maybe they they had the same reaction. Like sort of ten years later, they were like, "Oh yeah, what about the Remus?" Whoops. When you forget, when you forget to like, when you forget to like, you're supposed to meet someone or like. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Wait. Oh, damn it. Oh, the Remus. Oh well. At least they're all dead. <laughs> yeah, or so yeah, like, or they, or they do, or they do that evacuation of Romulus, that that humanitarian mission, and they go, and that's cool. Where are the, where are the Remans? Like, Shit, the Remans! <laughs> I knew there was something we meant to press. Like, when you go, like on your shopping list, you're like, oh, I knew it. Oh, eggs, eggs. I knew I needed to get eggs. You can't go around. The, you can't go around the corner to the co-op and get Remans. They're all dead. Yeah, <laughs> I half wonder if maybe because because they have to revisit some elements of Nemesis with B four and Data's death. Maybe they were just like, let's not overdo it. Nemesis was not popular. Let's just leave. The <laughs> you know, you know one thing right. about this episode and the previous episode that I absolutely didn't twig on is um, when when Picard's talking to Alison Pill's character. Doctor Tahani, Gerati, when she mentions that Darj will be one of twins, I didn't even twig that Data's one of twins, sort of, isn't he? Oh, of course he is. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't even twig him. I didn't. That didn't. They didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that. But he is, I suppose. I mean, yeah. So I feel like. I mean, I I, I feel like it's like. I feel like law has to be part of this story somewhere, right? Like, yeah, I was having this discussion at work with someone today. It's like, what about law? They've not mentioned it, <clears throat> and I was like, yeah, you know, they, because especially when you look at Measure of a Man and the desire to dismantle data and see if he can be replicated after the, the end of Descent, when they literally dismantle law, what? What? Sure, there must have been pressure to, for from Maddox and from Daystrom Institute to. To have law sent back for study. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. But so far, as far as we know, they've only got a drawer full of D four bits. Mm. Mm. But um, and as well, I, I guess the other the other sort of storyline in this episode is the one with uh, Darge's sister, who's mm. who's at the yeah. who's at that Borg. What was a Borg cube is now a sort of a, a research facility. I, I I really enjoyed all the stuff there. I thought it was great. Yeah. I, I really like that we kind of get into what they're doing there mm, um, and we, yeah. we get a bit of, that's a nice sort of world building mm. on that. I like the stuff about, I like the um, that sort of Romulan, uh, he's almost like a tour guide. It, it, yeah, it, it made me think of Jurassic, it, it made me think of Jurassic Park. Oh, totally, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, Borg Park. Um, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. Also, you know it's definitely going to go wrong. 
exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, they totally set that up with with the badges. Yeah. Like, oh, if the badges turn green, run. You better run. Like, what? Huh? Why? Yeah, it's that. I'm not going to explain that, but I guess that won't ever come up again. <laughs> so don't worry about it. It's so going to come up. Thank yeah, you. I guess like ball cubes are gigantic, aren't they? They're like 27 cubic kilometers of space. So, mm. so I guess in there's, there's areas where there are still roads and stuff. Oh, they'll be they'll be going through. That for why? Why do the badges turn green when there is something wrong? to me? Because that's it's such... alien. It's alien technology. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe at it from a Terran. Terran. Right. So Terran centric. You're yeah. absolutely right. In Rom- Romulus, uh, red means go, green means stop. Exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Red is good, and and green and green is bad. Well, they, yeah. They a... And blue. Blue is best. Doctor Who once, like um. The rest of the galaxy doesn't see red as a danger color like humans. The rest of them is camp. Every time humans call for a red alert, they all start dancing. <laughs> uh, enough with your space trivia, Doctor Who. <laughs> I'm a human, okay? <laughs> so, um, one thing I really liked, on, particularly on the Borg thing, is we see um, a variety in Romulan haircuts. Indeed. Oh, yes, that's true. true. No, no longer just the, yeah. the Borg. Yeah. Vulcan and Romulans have always had a shared hairstyle, apparently, amongst everybody. And yeah. Apart from finally, the finally, they got they, they got themselves a stylist. Yes. I, like, I, I wonder if, I mean, most of the Romulans we've seen before are sort of from the Romulan military, yeah. I assume. So I, I think we Yeah, or the Tausia. And with, maybe we're seeing some, you know, more civilian Romulans now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it makes sense that they'd have different accents and different and say feckers <laughs> but it's interesting it's interesting that this facility seems to be Romulan and the Romulans um, based on what um, based on what the Picard's um, friend said abhor artificial intelligence mm, yeah. um, they're, they're sort of inve- well, they're not investigating it but they're, they're, they're investigating something that is similar or well, they 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 don't like they don't she, yeah. She didn't say that that Romulans are poor. She said like this the Tal- kind of core of Tal Shiar are yeah. poor. It for some there's some terrible deep hidden secret. Mm. But she didn't say there and therefore there's been no um, artificial intelligence of any form allowed on Romulus in Romulan society. But she didn't kind of imply that. But it's not a secret thing, is it? It's, I mean, it's a it's a societal thing. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm intrigued by that mystery too. Mm. Can get watered down through. Well, they're also practical people, so presumably they're finding ways of making money out of this. Mm. Also, I don't know. Maybe they're searching for something. Well, they yeah. I mean, I'm I'm presuming they're not sort of finding Borg drones and and taking all their Borg bits off them just just to just help to the people. No. <laughs> but they are they are actually they are doing that in the meantime, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Which I like. I like that that they We um uh, and then we find out that the um, the sort of sexy uh, beardy um Romulan do. He's all ruffled. He's a wrong un. 
He is a wrong end. He's in on it. Is but he, he going to remove him? Yeah. My, my prediction is that he's going he's gonna to be a term coach because he's fallen in love with um, Daj 2.0. Yeah. Um, he's going to he's gonna, he's gonna join the Picard's crew eventually and be a goodie. As we saw in the trailers. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, you, <laughs> well, he was there. He was there. It doesn't in the indicate trailers. that he's a goodie. But he definitely um, seems more sympathetic. Yeah. Yeah, I think he might. his mean, horrible sister. Oh, she's a bitch. I quite like her. Like, I, I, I like, yeah. I, I like that sort of character. And they're brother and sister, aren't they, as well? So. Yeah. I like that. I like that kind of family dynamic. Mm-hmm. It's 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 good that um you know in a show where the main character is Captain Picard, who's definitely like I think it's fair to say all of us. It's probably one of our all time favorite most awesome characters yeah but but the other characters are making an impression Definitely. um you know yeah, i yeah. like the other the other characters and they're they're, they're memorable uh, that, that's yeah. quite an achievement this, I think. this was my biggest fear going into picard that they were going to try and have this group of young hip sexy crew and they're either going to be overshadowed by picard um or they were just going to get so much screen time picard would eventually just sort of slowly fade into the background through but I mean, we're only on episode two, but so far, yeah, they've drawn my interest and been sort of genuinely been really good. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a weak character among them, actually. No, no, I don't think so. Like, I, I was sort of worried that, you know, we'd be like any time when Picard's not on screen, mm. ah, boring. <laughs> Get back to Picard. <laughs> but no, no. Um, <laughs> I also, uh, th- th- this has just come to me, and I have to say it now before I forget. I like that Picard, um, when he finds out that the uh, that the um, attractive uh, blonde scientist likes Earl Grey tea, <laughs> pretty much scree- creams his beige uh, slacks, doesn't he? That's the <laughs> thing, because that's the thing I like. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you say. Like, you like that you. thing, and I like that thing. Oh, we're friends. He's like, <laughs> Oh, I just I thought geez. it was, but it was a nice. Well, I've kind of ruined it, yeah, but it was a nice bit. sort of warm moment. Um, <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> Mind you, you sure it was jizz, but you know, he's getting I, on. Oh, Gemma! It's, yeah, the, it's the last. It's the last part of a man to die. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> That's where they should take the po- That's where they should check the pulse when someone when a man dies, not his neck. Oh, is that the bit you you listen to? Oh no, no, yeah, he's all gone now. Yeah, even his dick is gone. gone. His neck was gone. <laughs> Guys, if anything happens to me, please don't let Rick be the one to check if I'm alive. <laughs> Why me? Like I'd be sensitive. But every, there, everyone else would be like, oh, Rick's definitely dead. And Rick would be like, wait a minute. <laughs> and it'd be actually- memorable. It would, it would make the local newspapers in Lincoln. <laughs> yes, it would make local newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Rick? Now I'm definitely going to try and do that. I mean, I don't want you to die, but if you do, then if you're close to, if you're close to death, I will check that way. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You guys can't come around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do them remotely from yeah, now on. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, I, I, I don't know. You guys, <laughs> you guys and your 
your your your adherence to classical ways of checking if someone's alive <laughs> on the neck of all places. Oh, a free thinker, you got a free thinker here, and you're like, oh no, we don't want that. We don't want that. Like you're like you're like the Federation. Like we <laughs> that could be how they do it. That could be you, you don't we don't see this in Star Trek very often. That could be how much. That could be how Doctor McCoy checks everybody. Well, I, I, I wouldn't. Do, be yeah, Doctor McCoy. Yeah, yeah, I think maybe he might. Riker would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think no, he does it the other way around. He checks people. He checks people's health with his penis. <laughs> that's that's his medical. <laughs> I can hear your heart beating with this. <laughs> Sticking in your ear. <laughs> with his trombone. Uh, what were we talking about? Yeah, what were we talking about? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, Star Trek Picard. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Grady. Yeah. He, they like it. Yay. Yeah. Um, there was a point. Uh, I think is interesting point about the society. Mm. The the bit where they beam into Daj's apartment. Now, yeah. In a in a society where beaming in and out is commonplace, you would think that that in private accommodation they would have some sort of barrier to that so people can't just do that. I'm going to suggest that they probably do. But... Yeah. Oh no. No, I know that they probably overrode it, mm. but it's an interesting society point, isn't it? Mm. That you would have to think about that. Yeah. Or is it? Is that just another? I'm, I'm assuming that maybe um, you know, civil, civilians generally might not have access to, might not have transporters everywhere on Earth, but Starfleet can certainly get wherever they want. Yeah, to. but but would they? Should they be allowed to? Well, maybe they, they should. They could they? But I bet I bet Starfleet don't care about that. Fucking Starfleet. They'll beam into your house as as soon as um uh, telephone you. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming the card in because of um his his uh his friends Tal Shar skills. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's like it's oh, no. justified to just invade someone's privacy like that. But you would, but you would think there would be some sort of barrier like like it would be the it'll be the the equivalent of locking your doors mm. you would mm. they would have to in private accommodation have some sort of dampening field or something like that so that ne'er dwells can't yeah can't beam in can't and just beam in. rob you. although yeah. if they're going to rob you what 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 would be the point of that they can't sell the goods there's no money in there oh yeah this is true yeah maybe it's complacency earth, earth, earth the problem is earth on earth it's a paradise also they don't even consider it an issue yeah also on those uh the the gates uh the the beaming in gates oh like that we see at the the federation headquarters yes yeah there were people just walking through those just walking along and walking through those what if somebody beamed in at the very second you were walking through Yeah, it. I'd want to be very cautious. I imagine there's a safety yeah. cut off. I, I was thinking there is. But it'd be like walking under a ladder. You just, you just, you just wouldn't, wouldn't do it. No, would you? You, wouldn't, you wouldn't, no. wouldn't risk it. I would not risk that. Yeah. I like the half-face half, half face people. 
the the ones who had the um the dark chin. Oh yeah. You need them, didn't you? At least yeah. two through the episode. Yeah. Mm. Ah. Yeah, we saw Andorians too, didn't we? That was cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We hadn't seen. We didn't. We never really. We saw super super briefly in TNT. I think as an option. As an option for David's daughter. Yeah. Yeah, who still has not been mentioned. Interestingly. Yeah. Another another thing, apropos nothing and completely irrelevant, I totally called that Daj's boyfriend was the same species as the uh, the, the technological wizard queen in... Um, in, disco. in Disco. Yeah. That was all the way back in episode one, yeah. wasn't it? We're on episode two. Now, I know, so. but I just want all the to way back. <laughs> how brilliant I was at, at, at calling that. Yeah, yeah, well spotted, Gemma. I didn't, I didn't know that. No, I didn't. Also, apparently, in episode one, um, in the scenes in New Boston, um, we get an image of uh, a Ferengi symbol on one of the buildings, the, Fer- yes. the Ferengi oh, Alliance. Yeah, yeah so, which I, I, I mean, I saw, but didn't recognize it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all, there's a lot of little markers that just sort of tie it to the universe, I think, which is really nice. That's, yeah, that's been one of the really great things about the Picard series. And maybe something I hadn't expected that we're really, um, it really, it, it feels, it does feel different, but it feels like we're definitely in mm. that Star Trek universe. Yeah. And we're exploring what, you know, what's what's happened since we were last there in, in, nemesis what's mm. the world like now what's what's the federation like what what are things like on earth and you know really there's a lot of world building going on yeah um that's that's really cool Absolutely. that's that's my jam yeah <laughs> and that's that's Absolutely. what i'm really enjoying about this this show definitely definitely feels deeper in that respect than tng did mm. uh, 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 i i hesitate well, I suppose in TNG they did a, you know, they they were flying around in a starship and they in went their and were going to different bubble, yeah, Starfleet bubble, yeah. yeah. And we we haven't really had a, a show quite like this before. No. I suppose except like except, except I, D Space Nine, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, which is more that that was the one that really started to push the boundaries and look at the, what's thing what are things like beyond just Starfleet a little bit more. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's unprecedented to have this much time on Earth and really see this side of the Federation in such a way. Uh, but as, as you say, it still feels like we're very much in the Star Trek universe. We're so such a different kind of story. They keep they've kept it locked in to the world, so it's mm. familiar yeah. but so different. Yeah, like Gemma was saying, um, in TNG, Picard like is the, the captain of a ship, and there is that there is that bubble of of the of the of the kind of uh, of the stories that you're going to get in that mm. show because they're on a ship and they they're somewhere different most episodes aren't they and it and it it did do more serialized stuff and it did explore the issues that we're getting in this in this yeah. series because it's you know it's partly inspired from from an episode of TNG mm. so but yeah it's um but this is a show where Picard doesn't have a ship he's it's so it's a different world, isn't it? It's a different he has a different perspective on things, and I guess we get a sort of a view of that in the show. Mm. It's really good so far. I mean, two episodes in, I'm loving it. So. Yes. Yeah. 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 
same here. Like I may be loving it as as much as I dared to hope that I would, <laughs> which is great. It's a great it's a great position to be in with yeah. a, with a with a relationship with a TV show. <laughs> but another thing that um, was interesting is um, he meets his friend, who I'm guessing was the Doctor and the Stargazer. I, I love that scene. I thought that was really yeah. cool. I love I love anything where we get to see a bit of an insight into his time on the Stargazer. That's, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get the sense that he needs permission to leave the planet, and health-wise, in yeah. this case. But there is that there is that element of you're potentially not allowed to leave Earth. <laughs> like, I, 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 yeah. I think that it, it was to get his reactivation of his Starfleet commission. Okay, I think, I think yeah. he was oh, okay. trying to travel, but because <clears throat> he was specifically going to go and ask to have it reactivated, and the guy said to him. All your all your things are within Starfleet requirements. Mm-hmm. So even cardiovascular, which considering he's got the fake heart going in there, it's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. no, I thought I yeah. thought that. <laughs> well, it didn't stop him being on active duty all those years, did it? So, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Well, so so that means that he could get a ship. Like if he got so, could he still get a ship? Would would that be okay? Or is yeah. that <laughs> confined to wait onto a onto a civilian vessel. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he would he wouldn't be able to. Cap, would he be able to captain it? Well, if or it's would a he civilian just commission ve- it? Vessel, vessel. I don't see why not. Yeah, yeah I think I, I got the impression the medical thing was purely for Starfleet reactivation. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if you remember, um, Cisco's dad was able to leave Earth and travel to the station, and he had a variety of health issues, didn't he? Is he yeah. still, if he is he still an admiral? Because if he's an admiral, does that mean that he's still sort of bound by Starfleet in terms of what he can do? Uh, no, well, no, he's retired. He's, re- right. he's resigned his commission. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? So, hence why having to ask for the reactivation. Okay. Um, yeah. I um I really like that scene with the Doctor as well. I I thought that scene was really well acted. Mm, actually, I yeah. thought the Doctor was really good. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. Like Picard was sort of he was sort of warm and hopeful and and happy and the doc, the doctor he clearly had you know he, he was, was troubled by this bad yeah, news that he, he had upset. by Picard and yeah afraid of telling him yeah yeah, yeah. and we we and didn't just, we didn't see a lot of that character but um, what we did see I thought the actor made the most of that yes, that yes. you you could feel the relationship there in the long yeah yeah yeah. The yeah. Long, Friendship and love for each other there. Well, yeah, 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 it is. yeah, exactly. I'm watching these with my wife, and she's not a Star Trek fan. Um, and she very soon to that scene said, "Oh, we've seen him before in something." And I was like, "No, no, he's he's completely mm-hmm. new." Um, but the the way the scene was and how it's played, clearly, to to if you if you don't know that he's not been in it before, it would look like they surely these guys are playing playing these characters opposite each other for mm-hmm. years. Yeah, yeah, so. which is great because in the the context of the show, that is how Picard should yeah. feel about this this old friend who's a, who's a doctor. Yeah, and um, yeah, and the, the line he delivered at the end. I don't know what kind of trouble you're planning to get into. Maybe if you're lucky, it will kill you first. Because <laughs> they'd had some wine, they'd had some wine by then, hadn't they? Or some brandy, <laughs> yeah. maybe some brandy, I think, or something. There was, uh, I think it was 
You can imagine him saying, if this doesn't, if this mission doesn't kill you, then I hope it kills you before the brain thing kills you. <laughs> Cheeky fecker. Cheeky fecker. More wine. Yeah. And they cut the next bit of the scene where the doctor tried to take Picard's pulse in his pants. Ah, yes, the classic method in the future. I believe, I believe it's called. Uh, the old the old fashioned method. <laughs> I um I would like to know more about that that guy's story actually because he he was like very anti going into space at all. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, what happened to you? What happened to you when you left Starfleet that embittered you against space travel like this? So yeah, I'd be quite. It'd be. I mean, it could well be followed up in, one day in like spin-off novels or something. <laughs> I guess maybe doctors doctors see a lot of death, don't they? I mean, remember, remember um, in the twenty oh nine Star Trek movie when we when we first meet Bones, he's he's yeah. very anti space travel. I mean, and I, I know that's yeah. I know that's a callback to like the forest, the, the original dislike of transporters and stuff. Mm. But I know, yeah. I mean, the doctors are if anyone's going to be superstitious or dislike things, it's going to be doctors, right? <laughs> <laughs> they know all the stuff that can go wrong. They ought to have a couple of those deciding whether or not they should start pulling bits out of a ball cube. Because the doctors would be the ones saying, no, that's a fucking stupid idea. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued about that cube. I mean, I'm intrigued about where it is and what happened to it. Mm. Yeah. Is it, is it maybe quite, is it maybe older than we think? Or is it, is it, was it destroyed? Was it damaged in a, like a nebula or an attack or something? I'm, I, I don't know that 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 whole ball cube situation. I'm, I'm fascinated by. It. Yeah, the history of that, and and actually also what's what what's been happening with the Borg in the last twenty years, if anything. So, yeah. You mentioned the old ruffled one, the pretty ruffled one. You mentioned something about when a Borg cube suffers this something something collapse. Yeah, yeah. They cut it off. Mm. So, yeah, and it's like a graveyard yeah. to them, isn't it? It's kind so, of almost like, um, what's the what's the the bee, the hive death thing? Um, oh yeah, I know what you mean. From, it sounds something like that, or mm. if the Borg, because there were parts of it that seemed to have been destroyed mm. from the outside. Yeah, yeah, it's so, quite large chunks being held together by force fields. Yeah, or could could that be because they've been deconstructing? Yeah, we saw a sign saying, oh, like 5,000 so many days since an assimilation. Mm. Yeah. That, that indicates many years, actually. Mm. And also there the was... fact that at some point, they, early on, they did suffer assimilations, which maybe should have been a sign that maybe they should give the fucking idea up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a sign, but they, they, they just they wrote on the, the sign. sign. <laughs> <laughs> they wrote on the sign and they stuck it up. <laughs> There was one uh, point when they were doing the who dits with the computer to find out Dash point two, yeah, um, and they found out that she her transmissions were from off world. I know they seem to be oh amazed by that. I'm like, I know the Federation's been a spacefaring society for over two hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> why are you, Why are you so surprised? Someone's gone into yeah. space. Yeah, I think that happens a lot these days, John Luke. 
I think it was because, like, because after that, then the screen went black. Like, it would be like I'm guessing they would have had adverts on yeah, CBS. I so I think they were like, guys, uh, we're about this is an ad out. We're going, we're going to, we're going da, to advert. Da, da. So you have to. I know it's not it doesn't make sense <laughs> that you'd be really Doctor like blown Barry, away yeah. by the fact that this transmission has come from outer space. But you've got to act like that because it's going to be exciting. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, whatever. <clears throat> yeah, we'll do. Can um can we take a second just to recognise the absolutely beautifully framed shots where you see Picard's reflection in his clock face? Oh, yeah. yeah, I saw that. That was that's that was, it was just that a was stirring really bit of, of film work. I really loved that. <clears throat> it looked amazing. Yeah. Was that reflection or was that CG? Well, I think it was a reflection. I think they would have done that practically. It would have been the easiest way to do it. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I. I I mean I thought it was nice, but I I didn't really think about whether it was a genuine reflection or not. I I didn't have they achieved it. I just thought it was a really effective shot and it looked really nice. Yeah. Um. Oh, and um. So Picard beams out to to that very familiar place that looks like the planet where Kirk fought the Gorn, a planet where Picard and Kirk fought <laughs> Sauron. <laughs> um, yeah. Do <laughs> so everything. Yeah. Oh, and it's in um, that planet of Vulcan, in where Vulcan gets destroyed. Yeah, yeah. It's also the Mutarkan <laughs> yeah. planet with where the, the proto Vulcans. Um, yeah. yeah, sure they went there in DS Nine as well when they when they crashed their um, uh, when they had that Jemadar ship. Mm. Yeah. Crashed it. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Very, yeah, common rock formation. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's a very well known spot. I, yeah, um, so yes, Picard beams out there and encounters. Uh, well, I assume it's. Um, well, I know it's 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 the Rafiki he com- he communicated with earlier, who seems mm-hmm. to have a problem with him. Uh, yeah, they are not friends, but she likes wine. But she likes his kind of his rope bag of wine. Y- yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why am I going to put my wine in? Oh, should I put it in like? A- Holdle or yeah. plastic bag, maybe a rope bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in fact, why don't I just why don't I just gently drape some ropes around it? That'll be the safest way to transport a fragile glass bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then I can turn. Oh, I can turn around. I can turn around and drape it oh. over my back mm-hmm. in, like a, in a sexy way, saying, You'll "I've got, see it's I've got, got wine." <laughs> Yeah. She'll see the label. She'll see the label. She'll see it's the eighty six. Ah, okay. It does. <laughs> I guess he'd find that. Yes. <laughs> so we, we, is that the eighty six. I want to drink the eighty six. <laughs> I want to drink the eighty six. Yeah. It sounds amazing. Totally. Uh, yeah. So she's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I'm sad that we didn't get a scene where Picard is in in the taxi. Yeah, like he gets a taxi. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, and he has to like have awkward conversation with his taxi driver about where he's going and yeah. where in he's in been. Society, you're days, mate. In a society where there is no money, who's who's going to drive the taxis? Very good question. Maybe it's like a Johnny Cab from um, Total Recall. Oh, I want it to be a guy. Yeah, it, it could be. I mean, it, it could yeah, very well be. If you're not, if they're not going to get paid, well, you know, I, yeah, um, Cisco's dad's a chef. 
yeah, but that's, that's different. Stressful. No, but that's different. That's creating. That's feeding people. That's a totally different thing. Well, maybe there are some people who just like to fly about and have chats with different people. They might just be different yeah. with persons. Going anywhere nice on your holidays, mate? Oh, a chance would be a fine thing, but I've got a, I've got a dicky ticker and I can't leave. I can't leave. Go on, tell me about it. Go on, mate. Let me, let me tell you about my wife's leg. It's yeah. what I imagine how a taxi driver might tell. I don't know. I get the bus. So it's just a different world. Maybe, maybe people are taxi drivers to sort of get the, the things that. I mean, this is basically currency, but. Maybe maybe they get do the thing to get to sustain their the life that they have their their accommodation and their, <laughs> and their I mean I know it's basically money but but <laughs> you know their apartment and their replicator and and what they want to do and they do that they get some sort of they get that really? by doing their taxi thing and it's not like a job but it's sort of a, I don't know it's sort of points and citizenship points and you get allocated your living quarters mm. through your citizenship points and if you maybe if you don't have enough citizenship points then people can beam into your house anytime yeah. they like <laughs> yeah yeah i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I worry that this is true <laughs> um i think um we should think about winding this episode up actually because yeah. uh, we're are we we're, boring you will um well frankly Gemma. <laughs> No, <laughs> but we're an we're an hour and six minutes in, and I'm the editor, Ooh. and I'm just thinking, got to edit this. I've, so got that's what... I've got a deadline to meet, and I can't fill it up with with flim flam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what he said. <laughs> I hope I mean, a, a large part of our podcast is is, is entertaining flim flam, right? Like. The last part of this episode was talking about um, listening to a man's penis to see whether he's dead or not. You don't listen to it, you hold it and you take for a pulse. Like, I'm not listening to it. Uh, oh I got my hung... God. Thank God you're not a doctor. What are you listening to? Uh, I suppose. <laughs> to get to your ear like a phone. <laughs> Hello? 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 Are you alive? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I got hung up on the idea of um, Riker popping it in a Ferengi's ear. <laughs> we're, we're all hung up on that idea. Which also didn't happen anyway, but it was a visual that I couldn't get past. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, Thomas Riker goes to DS9, doesn't he? But he, he doesn't put his dick in quarks here. Right. Yeah, that's right. That was right. Final episode yeah, Ferengis like having their ears massaged, don't they? But not, not with a dick. <laughs> oh, but yeah, even some as of them aren't choosy. Yeah, yeah. I bet they're not. Even as we're having this conversation, I'm already thinking, oh, do I cut this out? <laughs> or is this actually like some of our better material? <laughs> Yeah, keep it in, as Quark said to Thomas Riker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wonder if, like, uh, you know, Lita comes to the bar and she's like, "What, uh, Quark? You've got a lot of earwax in that in that ear." I didn't realise Ferengi earwax was kind of that pale white. Oh. He's like, "Ah, oh, no, 
Yeah, don't worry about it. I'll just go and. Um... No, I think you may have crossed the line. Though. I'll cut that a bit out. <laughs> <laughs> Rule of acquisition number, number <laughs> one hundred and sixty-two. It's okay to get is in the ears. <laughs> They really, they really were running out of ideas for <laughs> acquisition towards it because they just started coming up with things that are okay. <laughs> Not really a rule. Yeah, more just permission. Yeah. Rule, yeah. Rule of acquisition one hundred and seventy-two. Don't put eggs in the fridge. You don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Is that a rule? Uh, we, really, we really have to end the yeah, podcast. Yes, I think we do. Um, yeah. But in, in conclusion, I yeah, I really enjoyed episode two. Yes. Very good. That was fantastic. Yeah same, yeah, same here. I thought it was really good. Uh, yeah. Well, let's um, say goodbye. Yeah, let's say goodbye. Let's say uh, thank you to our listeners for listening. 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 <laughs> and listen, listeners, if you're if you're out and about after listening to this episode, and you do see someone in distress, <laughs> please make your own mind up about how you how you check their life signs, because you know we are not medical. We're not, I mean, as much as I have, have, have advocated a new method, I would say the classic method is fine. And probably better. <laughs> I'm going to all the stuff that we talk about with, with, about checking people's penises. I'm going to cut that all out so that that bit at the end that Rick says makes absolutely no sense. Boo, boo! I say I'm being I'm being censored. I'm being censored with you know, public health advice. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, thank you so much for listening, everyone, and uh, we'll we'll. Hopefully, be back again to do more of these episodes. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, yeah, lots of fun. I miss. Um, I have to admit, I, I miss um, us all being together in the Casa de Turlin doing our doing our recordings. But hopefully, we'll be all together soon. Yes. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well. Um, yeah. Thank you and goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Bye. guys. Bye. Bye. Do you realise how incredible this is? It's tradition! You ever noticed that bum? What? That bum! Oh no! I will say... I will say... Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self-indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.loweredexradio.co.uk You can reach us on the Twitters at at 10 backward 10 being the number and backward being the word backward we're also on facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast you can also email us at crew at loweredexradio.co.uk on a personal individual level my twitter is at will turland rick everson's twitter is at trekfanrick and rick palmer's twitter is at Mr. Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund our ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date uh, 
um, new audio equipment as we're going along and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash lower decks radio. Uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us, we would love it if you could subscribe to us or however get your podcasts through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or we're on various third party apps. And if you could leave us a review on any of those, that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative. Thanks again for listening and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Backward Crew. Let's make sure history never forgets the name. 10 Backward? Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? 10 Backward. 10 Backward. Sheer fucking hubris.